Hi guys, welcome to the Fintech Coffee Break. I'm your host, Isabel Castro, and this week I shared my coffee break with Steve Smith, CEO at Esca. Esco is a global cloud platform and automation solutions company driven by AI. We focused on the explosion of invoice to cash and how automation of the procure to pay cycle using AI is essential in improving productivity and sustainability of businesses. Hi, Steve. How are you today? Good. How are you doing, Isabel? Good, good. It's nice to have you on the show. Um, so to begin with, I'm going to ask you, what gets you up in the morning? Well, uh, actually, it's probably my dog and my wife because they get up at 5.30, which is crazy, oh, okay. uh, every single morning. So they're the ones that wake me up. But um, uh, then after that, it's just, I, I love to, excuse me, I love to work. I love to um start doing things right away. I'm definitely a morning person more than a uh, nighttime person. I'd much rather go to bed early, get up and get started during the day than than stay up too late. Okay, I feel you on that one. Um, so you're the COO at ESCA. What brought you to ESCA? Well, strangely enough, I've been involved in something related to documents for my entire career. And I was living in South Florida, working for a company, worked there for 17 years, and decided it was time for a change. And with the strange behavior that I have, I decided to move to Wisconsin from South Florida. Now, I was born and raised here. My wife was as well, so that was a reason for coming back. But um, Esker happened to be located in Wisconsin, and because of the... uh, Automation of documents, it just was a natural fit for me to come to work for a company like Esker at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so as you said, Esker is focused on automation. What are some of the technologies you implement to enhance processes for your clients? Sure, we focus on the entire cash conversion cycle. So that's really when you look at a company, they're usually creating Uh, goods and services that they are trying to, in many cases, sell to their customers. So they have to receive uh, orders and then those orders have to be fulfilled and the invoice is going out and receiving a payment. So that's the order to cash cycle. And then, of course, they need to also operate their own business by buying uh, goods and services and they need to uh, pay for that. So we also automate the procure to pay cycle, which is heavy on the procurement, and then, of course, the accounts payable side of it. So we're really automating that entire cash conversion cycle for our customers. Okay, sounds great. Um, What are some of the trends that you see exploding in the next few years in this space? You know, really, AI is the thing that's exploding right now, Mm -hmm. and it couldn't come at a better time because when you really look at it, it's not just about automating repetitive tasks. But it's also about, you know, making suggestions on how to produce, uh, improve productivity. Mm-hmm. And I think the technology has come a long, long way and how it's been able to adapt uh, within organizations and really provide true value to them. And with companies struggling to find workers, um, they need to try to remove as many of those obstacles that are slowing down the business overall where they can do more with the existing employees they have. 
and really provide those employees with a more meaningful and impactful uh, uh, way of doing business. Because let's face it, an employee does not want to spend their time doing a lot of manual tasks. It's not fulfilling. And the goal of our solutions is to really try to find a way to provide them with something that is more fulfilling and impactful to the organization. And by doing so, that's going to help reduce, you know, the day sales outstanding and the cash conversion cycle. And overall, it's going to improve the working capital uh, in uh, an organization. So that's, it. everybody should win in that scenario. So an area that you guys particularly focus on is invoice to cash. Um, why the focus here specifically? Well, invoice to cash is all about working capital, and working capital is the lifeblood of any organization. Uh, unfortunately, what we've seen in the last uh, few years here is that the financing of that working capital has more than doubled uh, in cost with the rise in interest rates, and it's becoming increasingly difficult uh, for many organizations to actually get approved for loans and keep their working capital uh, strong. So. It's important for uh, companies who are looking to automate their invoice to cash uh, to focus on that working capital by lowering their credit risks with uh, whom they're doing business with, really optimizing their invoicing. And it's not just sending out an electronic invoice, but it's making sure that that invoice is compliant with local regulations and also that it matches what the customer's preferences are for receiving an invoice so they could process it faster. You want to accelerate the payment as well, so providing payment tools, uh, maybe even di- uh, discounting and financing options for uh, th- their customers can help improve the cash cycle. Um, really allocating that cash faster too, just because you've received the cash, you now need to know where to allocate that. And sometimes there's discounts or disputes that have come in that need to be resolved as well. So really taking all that into consideration uh, can help lift the working capital in an organization and help prevent them from having to go out and finance more of that. Okay. And are there any challenges involved in kind of implementing that? Yeah, there certainly are a lot of challenges because it really needs to adapt to both uh, what the company is looking for that is providing the automation and what their customers are looking for. If you're automating a process that is not benefiting your customers as well at the same time. You're just automating a bad process and you're not really helping the overall uh, cash conversion cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And and one of the areas that we're told when when we provide automation, uh, especially with invoice to cash, is that the, the visibility that they suddenly get into this very complex process is overwhelming. I mean, most companies are not looking to to solve a problem with an invoice to cash to gain visibility. It is part of it, but it's not what they're initially looking for. But it's rare that after we've uh, automated a solution for a customer that they're not coming back and saying, wow, it's the visibility that has been the greatest gain from all this. I now have a firm grasp on what is going on in this extremely complex issue within our company and it's making a big difference and it is providing again not only our customers value but providing their customers value mm-hmm. yeah no i can see that it's great when you have these kind of um 
I know you know that this is a benefit, but it's great when you can provide these benefits that maybe your clients don't know that they're going to Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, so what kind of impact does complete automation like I2C and other automation have on larger scale issues, you know, kind of outside the business, maybe like sustainability or any other kind of issues? Sure. Anytime you can reduce the time and effort to complete a task, uh, you know, with good tools, especially in the hybrid working environment that we're seeing today, uh, can provide a positive impact on the environment. If I'm looking outside right now, we're having a major snowstorm today. Um, and over 70% of our office is, is out. They're working remotely because they don't want to uh, come into a, the office today, which I can't say that I blame them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're operating as efficiently as if everybody was here. And, and it's good because that is having an impact on uh, the environment too, because obviously people didn't spend the effort and time that it takes to get into the office that day. So there is a, you know, it is helping improve the, the environment in that regard. Also, when you, our solutions are provided on a multi-tenant uh, cloud platform, and anytime you're using shared resources, there is a sustainability issue that, or, or a, a benefit from that, I should say, by reducing the carbon f- footprint overall. So we take that really seriously. We were, uh, Back when there was more paper involved in the invoice to cash, the big, big talking point was, you know, saving paper, saving trees, and that still is is true to this day. Uh, but we really are now seeing other, uh, you know, sustainability uh, benefits from our solution that are carrying over, as I said, especially when you start talking about the hybrid working environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed any kind of huge acceleration or huge growth in interest for this kind of automation angle since COVID? Has that been a catalyst for it? COVID was a huge catalyst for it. I mean, we, uh, for about two months into when COVID started, you know, a lot of things pretty much shut down. Mm -hmm. And suddenly we started receiving uh, two types of calls, one from customers who had already gone with automation with us, thanking us for having a solution that now allowed them to work remotely. And then two, from the customers who delayed automation saying, I need it tomorrow. I need this now. I can't survive in this working environment um, that we see with COVID uh, where nobody's coming into work. Uh, We need to have something to keep our our business running. And that was... we actually grew at a faster pace during uh, the COVID times than we had ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And that's continued to, to go on as we see now new challenges that are where everybody's facing today. Okay. How, how quickly is it for you to kind of deploy some kind of processes? A lot of it depends, of course, on the customer and the uh, people that they have available to help with that deployment because we do still need help from their side, from the business side, to making sure we completely understand their process and we're automating the right components. And then two, from their uh, IT staff. But in reality, we've had some implementations go as short as two weeks. Uh, Some take months, depending on 
again, their availability and the amount of, uh, of items they're looking to actually automate. Um, the other thing that's very important too in our solution is the integration with an ERP solution or whatever ERP they may be using. Mm -hmm. And in some case, that's multiple ERPs because they may have acquired other companies and they have multiple uh, ERP solutions. So that integration into that, because really that's the, the source of where information needs to lie is in their ERP. Uh, we need to make sure we have tight integration with that. Yeah, I can see how you would need that. Um, I was interested to see that only 13% of businesses currently have fully automated processes. Why do you think that is? Uh, I know that that was uh, in particular to the entire order to cash cycle. And mm -hmm. I think they were talking about uh, the where the entire order to cash cycle was completely automated. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's a lot greater that, than that when you look at the components that are built into the order to cash cycle because it's made up of a, a number of different pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of companies have picked some of the, I hate to say, lower, lower hanging fruit perhaps to automate first, like invoice delivery. Uh, for many companies, delivering an invoice electronically is not that hard. You could do that with your uh, ERP solution uh, in some cases. So uh, they are automating bits and pieces of it. The other challenge though that I noticed, and, and I've been doing this for quite a while, we used to go out and talk to uh, especially accounting uh, folks about automating their processes we five to 10 years ago, we'd received blank stares. I mean, they just, for them, uh, they said, they would say to us, they go, there's no way I'm going to get the budget for automation because we're looked at as an expense item and that's all we were here to do. But smart companies now have realized that the accounting department for both the accounts receivable and accounts payable side play an extremely important part in uh, the bottom line of the company by improving their day sales, day sales outstanding, their working capital. And now the importance of automation is growing because of that, because, you know, smart business leaders really understand the value that the accounting department brings to the bottom line and having a, the most efficient accounting department possible uh, is going to make a big difference for them. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I mean, yeah, I can completely see that. Um, where, where do you see automation going in the next 10 years? And do you see any roadblocks to that happening? Um, you know, I think automation is going to continue to, to, to grow, especially with, again, uh, AI and, and the different technologies that are out there. Um, I, you know, I think there's always going to be a few roadblocks along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think some people are even a little bit nervous about uh, where AI may be going. Uh, I've read an article just the other day that some people are worried about it taking over uh, and taking too many jobs away. I don't believe that. I just don't think that it's at least not in the foreseeable future where it's going to, to uh, really cause those kind of issues within an organization where it's taking over too many jobs. We're finding again that the technologies that are out there today are improving the lives of the workers that they're helping 
automate um, because they are finding their jobs more fulfilling and they're doing more, they're doing tasks that are far more valuable to not only to the company, but to them as an individual. And that technology is also helping their customers. So the customer experience is greater. So they're getting better feedback from the customers that they're having to work with. Uh, the relationship is stronger because of it. And so really it's a positive sum growth game where both sides are winning in, in this case. Uh, so the challenges that'll be there, I, yes, there's going to be some, but I really believe that uh, the benefits are going to outpace that. Yeah. Um, again, I can see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, uh, AI. Um, I realize that there's a lot of kind of difficulties that still have to be ironed out, but yeah, um, when it is making people fulfilled, uh, I don't think you can go wrong, can you? <laughs> right. I agree. <laughs> Completely agree. Um, so we've got one more question, which is your curveball question, uh, which I picked at random before the interview. Um, <laughs> you, got, uh -oh. <laughs> you got quite a fun one. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would you choose? From a personal perspective, um, probably a, the ability to fly. Oh, really? Um, I have, I've, I've, I've sky, been skydiving before. I've um, gone on zip lines where you're basically hooked from the back and you feel like you're flying. And for me, that is the ultimate rush. Um, I, yeah, I would love to give you the answer, like solving world peace or, or something like that. But if I'm being selfish, I'd love to fly. Well, flying <laughs> is, is great. I would probably choose, that would be up on one of my top three for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before you go, how can people get a hold of you, follow you, anything? Certainly they can, they can, uh, anybody's free to email me at any time at steve.smith, which is about as easy to spell as you can get. Uh, at esker.com, E-S-K-E-R.com. And I know I've got uh, Twitter and which at my age, I'm really not the person that's doing most of my Twitter, okay. <laughs> but um, I'm out there. Uh, and so, yeah, I've got LinkedIn, Twitter, all that. You can follow me on that or you can contact me that way. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been nice to talk to you. Well, Thank you. I enjoyed it. And uh, if there's any other questions you have, please don't hesitate to let me know. As always, you can reach out and chat with me on my personal LinkedIn or Twitter at Izzy Castro Writes. That's spelled I-Z-Y. But for access to great daily content, check out Fintech Nexus on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. You can also sign up for our daily newsletter, bringing news straight to your inbox. For more fintech podcast fun, check out the website where you can find more fascinating conversations hosted by Peter Renton and Todd Anderson. That's it from me. Until next time, enjoy your downtime.